0: What is up, everybody? Matt Perino here with my good friend, Ryan Talbot. This is the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast brought to you, as always, by Topps Friendly Markets. And right now, you can enter for a chance to win uh, $1 million courtesy of Topps. Each week, Kings Hawaiian is putting two city sliders against each other in the ultimate showdown, and you get to help decide the winner. Vote weekly for your favorite regional slider for a chance to win all season long and earn entries toward the $1 million prize. Explore the interactive stadium to play games, get recipes, share photos, and so much more. Visit topsmarkets.com slash red zone to enter bills versus jets. It's finally here. Ryan Talbot, the, uh, the second AFC East showdown of the season with the surprise second place in the AFC East New York jets.
1: Yeah. You know, give yourself a pat on the back there, Mr. Prino. I think over the summer, you made a pretty bold prediction saying that you thought that the Jets might not be in last place in this division when all was said and done. And there's still a lot of football left to be played, uh, but the way the Jets are playing right now with that defense that they have, I could see them uh, at least finishing third in this division when all was said and done.
0: You know, going into the year, the reason I made that prediction was twofold. Number one, I think that their defense is the second best in this division. And, and I think that's the most important part. When you're going up against, you know, in these division games, against a lot of subpar quarterbacks, and obviously Tua attack Viola, when I made that prediction, uh Tua was still a subpar quarterback. He has elevated his level of play and through the first half of the season has been really, really good. I mean, I think he there's no doubt about it at this point, he's a top 10 quarterback uh in 2022. Oh, there we go. We got some horn going. We got some knows
1: it. Anytime there's shout, the train comes. I'm telling you, it's a big I fan of it. the show. And their defense has lived up to it. They went out
0: they they addressed um, the cornerback position, brought in a shutdown corner in the making in Sauce Gardner. We're going to talk a little bit about him in a little while. And then I just thought, all right, depending on the the jump of that offense, if that if Zach Wilson can make the jump, it wasn't Zach Wilson that's really giving them a spark. It was Brees Hall, who's now out for the mm-hmm. season with the torn ACL, and that's where i think if you're if you're looking at this thing long term the rest of the year They're in a tough spot. Not only is Brees Hall out for the year, Elijah Vera Tucker, they're really good young interior offensive lineman. He's out for the year too. So as good as things have gone for the Jets, it's going to be tough because I was listening to Micah Hyde on One Bills Live today, and he said the Jets are a lot like the 2018 Bills, right, or 2019 Mm -hmm. Bills. It's like the defense is there. They got a lot of pieces, but it's just about waiting for the young quarterback. And Zach Wilson has all the talent in the world, but it just hasn't really added up to anything yet this year. Five games, three passing touchdowns. And the problem is, Zach Wilson comes in this week and he's facing a defense that's in seven games, giving up seven passing touchdowns, which, other than the Denver Broncos, that's the best mark in the league. The yeah. Broncos pass defense has been elite, elite. So it, it's a really tough matchup against uh, a, a Bills defense that's going to be without Jordan Poyer, obviously. But some good news today, Ryan. Von Miller looks like he's on track to play. Matt Milano with the oblique injury is listed as questionable and, uh, and Tremaine Edmonds with the heel all week, he's going to play as well.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to the injury report, I guess, you know, starting there's a good place to begin. Von Miller popping up there with that ankle injury was a concern. Uh, You want to have him ready to go because the the one thing I've seen about Zach Wilson is he takes some bad sacks. Still, Uh, you can get after him. You can, I don't want to say flip the field, but in a way you can because you can get them in those second and long, third and long situations where uh, essentially they're going to have to punt the ball because of a bad sack that that Wilson takes. And that's where Von Miller can come in and make those plays. Uh, He and Greg Russo have been great as the starting defensive ends this season. Tremaine Edmonds being not listed on the injury report, I think that's great news because Matt Milano's status is still up in the air. Like you said, he's listed as questionable. In an ideal world, you want to have both of those linebackers out there. That's the one-two punch that fans have come to know they know how great they are together milano's made play after play after play but as long as you have one of those linebackers out there i feel comfortable against the jets offense that really has sputtered uh with zach wilson this year wilson has not taken that next step that you would probably be hoping to see from him if you're a jets fan it just hasn't been there and to be quite honest that entire quarterback class uh is looking quite disappointing at this point uh through year two so It might not just be Wilson. That might just not have been a very good quarterback class at all. So uh, I'm happy with the injury report. If I'm a Bills fan, I I think that you can definitely win this game uh, with the roster that they have going into it. As for the Jets themselves, that defense is legitimate. Sauce Gardner uh, has lived up to the billing of being the top cornerback in this draft. I know that you know he had Stingley going to, to the Texans and there was a case to be made for him, but... Gardner was viewed by many analysts as being that top guy, and he's looked it. So I'm really intrigued to see how much he's matched up with Stefan Diggs. Diggs has been a monster in his own right this season. Uh, that's one matchup that I think many fans, the Bills and Jets, will be watching on Sunday.
0: Little side note, uh, speaking of players that you know, fans are watching, I'm sure everybody watched uh, the Thursday Night Football game yesterday, and Jerry Hughes just absolutely... Yeah erupting uh, with seven sacks now on the season. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause we talked about him ad, ad nauseum over years and, you know, the frustration that bills fans had with, you know, the lack of sack production where, you know, if you looked at the pressure numbers and he was spending most of his time in the offensive backfield, he was winning his one-on-one matchups. He was getting generating pressure. And so to see him have the success that he's having now, it's, it's funny. I asked, um, I asked Shaq Lawson today because I just chatted about him a little bit about going back to New York and, you know, the, the feelings of that. He said he's excited to see some of it, the, the, the guys that he played with and, you know, to have a statement in, in a game like this to prove that he, you know, still has it. But um, I asked him if he still talks to Jerry because they played together for a long time. He's like, yeah, Jerry's tearing it up. And Dion Dawkins, is, his stall is right next door to him. He's like, man, Jerry, that's that man, man. He's killing it right now. And, and he's like, and Shaq's like, yeah, he's got seven sacks. Dion's like, he's got seven sacks? And he was just like, he's always been capable of that. And I think from a Bill's perspective, you're probably sitting there now like, man, just thinking of what could, what could have been Vaughn on the left side, Jerry Hughes side. I think I maintain that that was always the key ingredient to unlocking, you know, Mario Williams era, Jerry Hughes.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I thought that uh, Jerry Hughes, there's going to be a good chance that maybe they could have traded him at the trade deadline to a contender because of how well he's played this season. So the fact that he remained in Houston uh, surprised me a bit and then the way that he played last night though did not surprise me coming in getting two sacks on Jalen Hurts uh, he looks reinvigorated in that defense he's playing a, a you know at a high level I know the Texans themselves are having a terrible season they're uh, on track to have that you know to be contending for that number one pick probably have a good chance of landing it so he it's probably not how he wants to spend the twilight career years of his career, but from an individual perspective, he hasn't played at a much higher level than early on in his bills tenure where he was racking up sacks here early on in those first two seasons. Uh, A couple of things in the comments section,
0: Benjamin Carr asked Matt, did you grow up supporting the bills? I thought I heard you say last week that you weren't really a bills fan. I did grow up. um, I I talk about this often. Most people that listen to the show a lot probably know the story already, but you know, I obviously did grow up, like a, a huge bills fan entire family, my wife's entire family, my wife and my son my my in laws they're all bills fans. What happens when you start covering the ch- team is just the dynamic changes a little bit like it's there's a element of just being an unbiased reporter, and so you kind of set some of that aside uh, when you're in the locker room and you're covering the team and you're writing about the team every day um, but i would all, I always tell people i'd be lying if I didn't say that they're you know deep down in my heart I, I always wish the the organization and the city success because my entire life is built around this team. My job, my family, like my wife wears bill stuff everywhere we go. She says, go bills to everybody. My, my son's going to be like that as well. So I I try to keep them separate, but trust me, there is great joy in my heart when this whole thing is buzzing and this, and and I, I root for it because of the city, right? Because it's like, you know, I am Buffalo born and bred
1: yeah and that's well said. We both grew up in this area. We both grew up with families supporting cheering to the bills. But like you said, there's a dynamic that when you cover this team and, and you're up in in you know the press box you're traveling uh you have to be unbiased you're you're there to cover a game, win, lose, or draw uh so you, you don't want to have that favoritism kind of leak over into your writing because that takes away from your credibility in my opinion uh so it's a it's a tight rope that you have to walk once you uh, enter the professional ranks of covering a football team? Five years ago,
0: me, like Bills fan in a sports book in Vegas, watching, um, first of all, the Bills beat the Dolphins get into the playoffs and then watching the ravens Bengals game. That person, that man, could not have covered the chiefs game last year in the playoffs earlier this year in the playoffs, as they're going back and forth in the fourth quarter, the ups and downs, like the emotion of it all. If if I still had that the same way, like I wouldn't be able to do my job. And so you got to kind of just put it to bed for a while. It's, it's, it's kind of sad in a lot of ways, but I also get to be up close and personal in the locker room and, you know, get to cover this thing for the entire bills fan base, which it's a trade-off that that's never been a huge problem. I think this, that's a great uh, time to get into our value keys to the game. Head over to Value Home Centers today. They got all the deals going on for you. Uh, if you've got a project that you want to work on, if, if you've been holding out on I, I'm adding a new tool to uh, the collection, uh, they have deals going on all the time. And you can join their text program by, by texting 80 80- 692 text value V A L U to 80692 and start saving even more you'll receive exclusive coupons see their weekly deals and so much more all right Ryan Talbot value key to the game for the Bills to defeat the New York Jets
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple. Don't beat yourself on Sunday. The bills are the superior team. Uh, They're, they're so much better on offense than the jets defense. Honestly, it's probably pretty close. The jets defense is uh, truly a very good squad. They're playing at a high level for their head coach. Uh, They could cause some problems for Josh Allen and company, but as long as the bills play within themselves, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to go into the Meadowlands. They're going to pick up their seventh win of the season and kind of keep this thing rolling going into a big matchup the following week against Minnesota. Here's
0: one. Here's one note that I will throw in here on Zach Wilson, as kind of up and down as he's been, mostly down, and you know made some bad decisions. He throws a lot of balls that puts his pass catchers in in bad spots. Like you mm-hmm. know, even if they make plays, like taking a big hit and potentially you know putting the ball in jeopardy that way. But at the same time, there are a few plays every game, and Robert Sala talked about that this week. Where you're just like, "Wow! Like if he could do that on any type of more consistent basis, you have something there." Like the arm down the field, he has a, a bona fide weapon in Garrett Wilson uh, in that passing game. So it's it's just about harnessing that and figuring out a way to get it, you know, happening more consistently. And in this game. With Poyer out, you're now going to look at the likely starting duo of Jaquan Johnson and Demar Hamlin. Two young guys. There's been some coverage issues deep with Hamlin in for for Micah Hyde. Uh, he's learning as he's going. There's been some really good stuff from Demar Hamlin as well. But that's one area of the game that that that's going to be my key to, to key to the game, getting pressure on Zach Wilson, but then limiting the over the top stuff. Like you can't give up big plays and give them hope, especially if the Bills' offense is struggling with this Jets front. And obviously what they built on the second level.
1: Yeah, that's well said. Uh with with the both safeties being out, obviously again hide for the season. Poyer listed as day to day about for this matchup. Uh, they have to make sure they're in position, they don't get beat on a deep ball. We obviously saw that on a, a third and long against Miami that ended up costing them the game, uh, uh essentially because the the Dolphins would go down and score a touchdown that would end up being the game-winning score in that game. So as long as the safeties uh, do their job. Keep the plays and players in front of them. Don't let up the deep ball. Uh, I can see the Bills kind of cruising here. But early on, I could see it being a tight matchup for that first quarter, quarter and a half.
0: Speaking of cruising, you should all cruise over to Topps Friendly Markets right now. they got the Christmas bonus program going on. And it is the season to save on groceries and all of your favorite holiday gifts. Christmas bonus is underway. And that means you shop at Topps and save $10 at all of your other favorite stores and restaurants with over 25 gift cards to choose from there's something for everyone on your list and don't forget to treat yourself to some extra savings too. save on great gifts like toys games from GameStop or Toys R Us at Macy's great family dining at Applebee's or Buffalo Wild Wings that new big screen TV that you want from Best Buy and so much more just by shopping at Tops, be Santa's biggest little helper with Christmas bonus from Tops. for a complete list of available gift card savings visit topsmarkets.com slash Christmas bonus
1: A Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. You ready? Showtime. On May third, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: I want to get into Sauce Gardner a little bit more. And, and and it's a two-fold conversation that I want to have here, Ryan Talbot, with him. You look at the sheer numbers and production from him this year, and it has just been outstanding. The dude is leading the NFL, tied with Trayvon Diggs, with 12 pass breakups, he has uh, 37 combined tackles, three for a loss, one quarterback hit, one interception. He has just kind of been exactly what they've wanted him to be. And, you know, there's an argument to make. We didn't get a chance to talk to Stefan Diggs this week. I was really kind of bummed about that because I wanted to get his take on Gardner. And, Josh Allen said that he thinks he's one of one in this league already, which is super high praise from an elite quarterback who has played up uh, against some really good cornerbacks over the years. I mean, just this season, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, just to name a few Marlon Humphrey for the Baltimore Ravens. So I want to talk about like the impact that Gardner can potentially have in this game uh, considering Stefan Diggs is, the second best receiver statistically in the league right now. And then also the plan that they'll have, is it you think that they're going to have him travel with Diggs?
1: I would like to think that they're going to try to get him to travel with Diggs. I could see that being part of the jets game plan. Take away your top weapon, uh, make them lean on Gabe Davis, make them lean on Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, the run game. Uh, If you can take away that, Dawson Knox as well, take away that top weapon, it can make things more interesting. So if I'm the Jets, yes, I think that's uh, part of the game plan. As for what we've seen from Sauce Gardner so far, it's been outstanding football. I had some questions. I I mean, he came from a, a smaller program like Cincinnati. He wasn't necessarily playing against the elite of the elite on a weekly basis. So I thought, well, maybe when he gets to the NFL, he's going to get one of those uh, welcome to the league moments. It hasn't happened yet. He, he looks legitimate, but to the bills credit, Matt, Josh Allen doesn't just go away from a player because of who they're lined up against. We saw in week one Diggs get targeted over and over and over again with Jalen Ramsey, other top cornerbacks. When they go up against the bills, corners are wide receivers. Josh Allen does not shy away from them. So even if he does follow Diggs. Ah, uh, you're going to see him target digs at times. Test this rookie. It, it's going to be a fun battle to watch unfold.
0: You know the, the 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 premier receiver that he's faced this year is is probably Jamar Chase. I didn't go back and look at that game in terms of how many matchups they had one on one. I could probably bring that up uh, via Pro Football Focus, but we don't really have time here. But just looking at the uh, the stat sheet here. Jamar Chase, 10 targets, only six catches for 29 yards with one touchdown. So uh, probably a pretty good game by all. I mean, think about the big games that Jamar Chase has had in this league. But then look at the rest of the receiving crew for the Cincinnati Bengals in that game. Four catches for 105 and a touchdown for Boyd. Five catches for 93 yards for T. Higgins. So to your point. This is something where if you, if you try to take Stefan Diggs out of the game and he's going to get something, you know, it, whether it be a touchdown, whether it be a couple of big important catches on third down, he's going to get something. He's just too good to completely eliminate from the game. And if Sauce does that, I mean, man, we're going to be talking about that after the game. But Gabe Davis should be able to eat in this game. Um, Kair, uh, or uh, Khalil Shakir is somebody that I, I'm interested in watching Isaiah McKenzie, whoever ends up getting more of the run in the slot. And maybe Dawson Knox, who all of a sudden is building some momentum touchdown against the Kansas city chiefs touchdown against the Packers. If you get him going and you could kind of start spreading this thing around, maybe sprinkle a little bit of Naheem Hines in the passing game, or maybe even if Naheem Hines isn't ready yet, because interestingly enough. Sean McDermott said on uh, his hit with WGR today that um, because they got him in the building on Wednesday or, or they found out they were going to have him on Tuesday into the building on Wednesday, they had already installed the game plan this week. So that could maybe limit his availability. Now, he could also be saying that to throw the Jets off the off the uh, beaten uh, track here and, and try to make it a surprise. But I just think there's going to be so many more opportunities for so many other players, even if that's the strategy it, it, to take digs out of the game.
1: Yeah, and Allen has no problem spreading the ball around, even on a given week when Diggs ends up with a high stat line where it goes over 100 yards receiving. Allen always finds the open guy, whether it, it's a top person like Gabe Davis, uh, whether it's the fullback like Reggie Gilliam, the backs, the other receivers in the slot, he spreads it around. So if that first read isn't there with uh, Sauce Gardner on Diggs, he can go to the second read, and I'm sure he'll make those connections move the ball up and down the field and put the team in a, in a good spot at times to kind of put up those points, to put this game away.
0: Um, Another thing that I wanted to talk about real quick before we move on to maybe the other side of the ball is sacks on the season and how many, t- how, how many times Josh has been sacked. It's, it's not very much. I'm trying to find the total number here. There it is. 11 times he's been sacked in seven games. This offensive line, I don't think we've spent enough time talking about how good it has been for the most part in pass protection. And it's going to have to be, especially look at the interior. We don't know the status of Spencer Brown. I'd probably guess that they're going to lean on giving him another week to get back. And you haven't really lost much in Questenberg. I think he's been good. I think he's been fine. A couple beats here and there, but Brown was getting beat here and there. Maybe a little bit more than that. You look on the interior. I think Ryan Bates has looked a lot more sturdy the last couple of weeks. Mitch Morse in the middle, who seems to be fully healthy, still on the injury report with that elbow, but you know, moving along. And I think Saffold's kind of settled in a little bit that, that core in the middle, that group of three is going to be so important because they roll interior alignment. I mean, obviously Quinn and Williams gets a lot of the, you know, pub, but Franklin Myers, uh, he had a little comment this week okay. that, you know, kind of, you know, I put it out there and some people were like, Oh, this is so clickbaity." It's like, said it like i i I don't know like he's basically saying that josh allen cries for calls like pleads for calls pleads cries however you want to kind of word it and it's fine i i have seen josh allen talking to the to the officials guess what all the good quarterbacks do that it's it's not the end of the world it's not a big deal i just thought it was kind of interesting but they have a lot of talent on the defensive line and that's another kind of quasi key to the game how good can the bills be up front against this really talented front for the jets, because if they're, if they're not good, there's a chance that, you you know, you have a couple, you know, turnovers or, you know, turnover on downs or punts, you know, keep them in the game with Jordan Poyer out. And, you know, that, that could make things interesting potentially.
1: Yeah, potentially it could. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Josh Allen is when, when the pass rush has been kind of, I don't want to say getting home, but winning off the edges, he does a really good job of stepping up, rolling away from that, running with it, uh, winning those matchups where maybe the offensive lineman didn't, I don't want to say lost their matchup, but maybe didn't hold them as long as they had anticipated. So Allen's mobility, his vision in, in terms of the pass rushers, getting close to him, he does a really good job of staying uh, on his feet, keeping plays alive, keeping his eyes down the field in case he can throw the ball or taking off with his legs as well. So I think the offensive line has been good. I think there's been weeks though, where obviously then it's the same story for the last two or three years. Josh Allen and his mobility has made that line look even better maybe uh than what they've done on a week to week basis but uh Bates to your credit I think he's played a much higher brand uh football Mitch Morris has always been that model of stability Dean Dawkins is solid uh saffold uh he had some you know he's had some good games some bad games I think he's somewhere in that middle now like you said settling in and then we'll see what question brings to the table on Sunday Uh really nice note in here
0: uh from our producer AJ um Bills are the only team that is first in their division that doesn't have a win in the division just yet. So that's that's kind of an interesting note. And listen, something crazy could happen in this game, Ryan. Like if the Jets were able to pull the home upset, and I know they're a double-digit dog, and I don't think a lot of people are giving them a chance to win, and rightfully so. I mean, the, the point differential right now for this Bills team at 105 is absurd. I mean, it's plus 90 for the Philadelphia Eagles, and then you have to go all the way down to the Chiefs for the next team that's plus 51. And so they're just playing on a completely different level right now. Even when they played arguably as their worst half of the season, taking that Mm -hmm. Miami game out of it because of the heat, they still won by 10 points against the Packers. But if somehow the Jets were to win, that would throw this thing into complete chaos because then you're looking at the Jets, with the tiebreaker at the moment nipping right on the heels of the Bills, I don't know if I necessarily see a path to victory, but maybe that's where I want to take this real quick before we get to our predictions. If there was a path to victory for the Jets, what is it?
1: Turn The Bills turn the ball over multiple times on offense. I mean, that's the only way I can see this happening uh, because if they turn the ball over, the Jets could get set up with good field position. I don't think that offense is good enough to consistently put up points and move up and down the field. But if the Bills uh, don't protect the football, they throw interceptions, fumble it, whatever, the, whatever, you, you know, turnover and downs, like you mentioned earlier, then it could get interesting. But uh, I think that the Bills after that second half against the Packers are going to want to come out with a little chip on their shoulder, knowing that uh, they they played a little bit of a lackadaisical second half against Green Bay. And they want to put a stamp on it. And, you know, as for that stat, they've only played one divisional game so far. Uh, I saw Andrew Siciliano, I think, put that out on social media yesterday. So, you know, if if it goes to 0-2, like you said, then, yes, that raises some red flags. Um, but, ag- again, I fully anticipate this being a matchup. The Bills go in and win.
0: Points for this season for the uh, Jets. They scored... Nine in the opener against Baltimore, 31 against Cleveland in the uh, shootout there against Mm -hmm. the Browns early in the season, 12 against the Bengals, 24 against the Steelers, uh, 40 against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Obviously, they they that's one of the reasons they went out and traded for Bradley Chubb. I mean, when you're giving up 40 points to this Jets team and I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if that was a Zach Wilson. I'm bringing it up now because I think we have to know this. If that was a Zach, it was a a Zach Wilson game. So, you know, there's, there's some potential there. There's a big difference between that Miami dolphins defense, even with Chubb and this bill's defense, they scored 27 against the Packers, obviously some turnovers in that game, 16 against uh, the Broncos and then 17 this last week against the Patriots. So I I think it's going to be a good vibe in there. There's, Actually, one of my students is a is a diehard Jets fan, and so like all season long, I you know, I empathize with him a little bit. Like it's been tough to be a Jets fan for years, so he's always kind of looking for any kind of kernel of hope, and I'm just like. The problem has just been the quarterback play. And every every which way you look at this Jets team and a path to not only victory in this game, but a path to success this season, like finishing with a, with a good record, et cetera, I think they've actually maybe shot themselves in the foot a little bit with the way that they've been so good early this season because they're screwing up their draft position. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep this going with Zach Wilson so then it could Be living in a world where you have a number two overall pick and you're you might be in a fan base here at the end of November pining for Joe Flacco. Ryan Talbot.
1: Yeah, you know, Joe Flacco, Mike White. There were uh chance for Mike White last week against the Patriots. Interesting decision to make him the number two over Flacco, who I thought has had some decent moments is when he was their starter this year. But no, I, I just feel like that uh Zach Wilson train could be coming to a halt here very soon i I haven't seen enough consistency in his game so unless some light bulb goes off here very soon uh you're gonna hear more and more booze in the meadowlands you're gonna hear uh more calls in to the radio stations in new jersey uh you know saying that they don't have the right guy at quarterback and if you have all the other pieces The Jets are going to have to make a really tough decision going into next year in terms of, you know, what do we do? Do we still go and draft a guy? Do we try to move up in the draft because it's supposed to be a good quarterback uh, class? Do they get someone that might be out there in free agency? Who knows? But you can't hold this roster back if you feel like you're set at every other position minus the most important one on the field.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. We're not going yet. we got the predictions here, but uh, I wanted to send a little love out. Appreciate you joining us on, uh, you know, before the end of the workday on a Friday, we wanted to kind of get away early here. Uh, a lot to do over the next couple of days. Uh, we're going to get to our prediction set, uh, portion of the program. So Ryan, why don't you kick us off and and and, and change it up a little bit. Our, our scores have been way too similar. Here's the thing. We never tell each other before the show what our scores are going to be like our score prediction, but somehow they're always like within three yeah. or four points for both teams. So let's see if they're any different this
1: week. All right. I have the bills winning this game 31 to 13. As good as I think the jets defense is, I have Ryan. my is
0: 31, 13 and I'm not kidding. I literally have the email pulled up right now that I sent into my channel four producer
1: earlier this week, 31 to 13. What How is are we happening? We share a brain, man. We do. We do. It's pretty wild. Actually. If um, yeah, I don't trust the jets offense. I think they're going to have a lot of three and outs. I think they're still going to have some turnovers. I think it's going to set up this bill's offense. So as good as the jets defense has been at times this year, the longer they're on the field in this game, the more tired they're going to get, the more likely the Bills are going to be able to put up points. So, When all is said and done, Bill's 31, Jets 13. Wow, dude. Like, that is just wild. Um, (laughs) So, last year at the Jets,
0: Josh Allen was 21 of 28 for two touchdowns, one interception, 366 yards, 125.6 quarterback rating. He was sacked twice. And I just think this is a better offense. It's a it's an improved defense. They were good last year. I think both games, the Jets did a pretty solid job against them. Uh, he had 239 yards and two touchdowns uh, in the second game against them. But listen, there's just too many ways for the Bills to win this game. I think they can win a close game. I think they can blow them out. I think if the Jets somehow find a way to get a lead in the second half, the Bills have already kind of knocked that out this season against the Ravens, against the chiefs. They know how to come back and win in the fourth quarter. So I just think that the bills are going to be able to score too many points. I think they're going to be aggressive. I don't think they're going to like the way that they played in the fourth quarter last, last week against the Packers. I think it's back to the drawing board, clear your heads, get focused, prepare the right way, go on the road against Robert Sala. who if you go back to last year, Ryan Talbot or a couple years ago, The Bills have had success against Robert Sala coach teams. You know, the 49ers defense, they were having a year that year. And remember, the Bills went on the road to San Fran and just busted them in the mouth. mouth. So I think the Bills are going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to score points. And in the end, that's going to deflate a Jets team that just isn't going to be able to get uh, generate enough offense. Uh, The other safety uh, is a question. uh, Why Jaquan Jones? Could Dean Marlowe start in this game? Sure, they could throw a curveball. But. I think Jaquan Jones, Johnson has been in this defense now for four years. He's been that understudy, and I think that there's there's a level of trust with him, and I think Marlowe is a death piece. And I think you can make a change if you have to, but I still think because of just trading, and getting back in the building, getting him up to speed, um, and even with his experience in the defense, I still think they would go with Johnson on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think for the starting rule, I agree with that. You want to – Keep evaluating your younger players, knowing full well that uh, Micah Hyde, as much as he anticipates being back next season, neck injuries are nothing to, you know, to fool around with. Jordan Poyer is still, you know, uh, pending free agent at the end of the season. So you want to get Hamlin, Johnson, as many reps as possible to know what you have there going forward. All right, everybody. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been awesome
0: stuff. Um, a little early Friday edition of the Shout Pod can never go wrong. And speaking of never go wrong, head over to Tops right now. They got you covered for game day. Uh, your tailgating spreads, whatever you need. Visit the Carryout Cafe. Hot to go, fresh large cheese and pepperoni pizza, fourteen bucks. Jumbo chicken wings, ten count, fourteen bucks. The Tops legendary breakfast pizza. You can get a large for twenty dollars. Pizza or taco logs, six count, seven sixty nine baby back rib sections, $5.99 a pound, plus subs, sandwiches, wraps, apps, sides, and so much more. Visit topsmarkets.com slash redzone for the complete menu of ready-to-enjoy fan favorites. He's Ryan Talbot. I'm Matt Perino. I will be at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Ryan Talbot will be in that chair right there, and we will we'll be with you breaking down Jets versus Bills. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend.
1: Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot.